Hey, 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 how are you doing? This is Craig Beck from StopDrinkingExpert.com, the website that has helped hundreds of thousands of people discover their own happy, sober lives. And I would like you to be the next one. So if you're worried about your drinking, don't be one of those people that put it off and put it off and never do anything. Sign up for today's free quick drinking webinar. I will even give you a copy of my best-selling book, Alcohol Lied to Me, as a free gift just for turning up. So today, really interesting question. And this is all about where you consume your alcohol and where you feel the cravings the most. And for example, when you're on your own, is that when you feel the urge to drink? Or are you a sociable person and it's not a problem for you when you're on your own, but when you're out with friends, that's when you really want to hit the alcohol. Let's talk about that because I got a really interesting question posted up in the um, Stop Drinking Expert Members Secret Facebook group uh, from S. And she asks this. Craig, looking for some perspective here. Background. I have two stepchildren. They are with us full time. My husband works away from home seven days in a row and then we'll be home for seven days. Sometimes my boys go uh, with their mom on the weekend, so I'm home alone. Here is where I need some perspective. I think she means why here. Why is it easy for me not to drink when I'm out with people or my family is home? The second I'm alone, the craving to drink is out of control. It's like I'm all alone, so it's okay to drink. This poison has a toll on me when I'm home alone. Why is this? How can I work on rewriting my thoughts? Thank you. Really interesting question. And it's actually even more interesting than it first appears. Uh, certainly to me, anyway, who spent an awful lot of time thinking about this. Um, look, the first thing I'm going to say, S, is pretty much all problem drinkers eventually end up drinking on their own. Um, and there are various reasons for that. but. You can see why um, drinking on your own allows you to to drink without the scrutiny of normal social drinkers. If you drink in a bar, that means you have to drink the quantities that are served by the guy behind the bar. You know, you order a scotch in a bar, they give you a glass and it's got this much scotch in. That's nowhere near what you pour at home, right? You're pouring yourself half a pint. So... It just seems weird once you get to problem drinking levels to order a you know a spirit in a bar and see actually what a measure is. So you don't want someone else controlling the volume of the alcohol you drink because it's going to take so long and it's going to be so expensive for you to get that buzz that you prefer to do it on your own. That's one reason. Second reason is if you drink with friends, that means you've got observers of your drinking pattern. And if you drink at the rate that you really want to drink at, People around you are going to watch and go, whoa, what the hell? Is there something you need to talk to us about? Have you got a problem? So you, you don't want to be put in that situation either. And also, you know, if you're out with friends, you might get into a round. And that means you have to drink alcohol at the rate dictated by the collective. And that's, for a problem drinker, that's difficult because you, you don't have fun when you're out. You're just watching everyone else's glass around the table like that. And you're thinking, well, Susan's nearly finished. Okay, good, good. Oh, come on, Vicky. You, you've hardly touched it. What are you doing? And you're completely consumed by watching the consumption so you can gauge when the next round is coming. You're not present. You're not having fun. You're just kind of coping. So, you know, we end up drinking alone because human beings are motivated by only two things. We're pretty basic. The need to gain pleasure and avoid pain. 
That's pretty much it. Our whole life is dictated by that. Gain pleasure, avoid pain. But the problem is we will do significantly more to avoid pain than we will to gain pleasure. Always. You know, uh, think about it like this. If you, you know, if you look in the mirror and you think, oh, my God, I'm fat. I need to lose some weight. I feel miserable because I'm, you know, I've put on some weight. Well, you know, if you were completely focused on gaining pleasure, you would start a diet and you would stick to it because you'd be so focused on gaining pleasure. That's not what happens. We kind of go on a diet, lose a little bit of weight, then stop the diet and yo-yo back and forth because all we really want to do is move away from pain. And when we get far enough away from pain, we stop our behavior change. But we never really continue long enough to get to pleasure. Just escaping pain is kind of enough, right? So that's exactly the situation of why problem drinkers drink alone, because alcohol is making us miserable. It's dominating our lives. We can't socialize. We can't do anything without alcohol anymore. So what's the answer? Stop drinking, right? That's how you get to pleasure. But we don't do that. We find, we find a way to cover up the discomfort. We find a way to avoid the scrutiny, to avoid being in around, to avoid those stingy measured measures poured by the barkeep we drink alone we're moving away from pain but not going so far as to gain pleasure right so that's the basic underlying reason as to why problem drinkers like to drink alone but like i said there's more to this than meets the eye Th this question is actually deeper than it appears so what is s saying here she's saying um when my friends and my family around me, I don't get any urge to drink. When I'm on my own, I want to drink. So why would that be? Why would that be? And, you know, there are, there are many answers to that question. But the chances are, when you're in a group, when you're with um, your friends and your family and people who love you, uh, they provide a distraction to your overactive, creative brain. All right, because everyone who comes to my website, I mean, you know, 99% of people who come to my website are intelligent, they're creative, they've got a powerful, noisy brain in their head, and they're using alcohol to subdue it in some way. That's pretty much m most of the people who come to me for help. I, I can't even think of anyone who's come to me for help in the last 12 years of doing this, and I've concluded, well, you're just stupid. You're just a bit thick. It's never happened. Everyone I've met, I mean, everyone I've ever met, I've thought, yeah, you're intelligent. You're, I can see how you're, you know, you're successful in other areas of your life. I can see how you're in a great relationship. I can see all the positives about you. So when you're with friends and family, your, your little uh, crazy brain has some distraction and it has some engagement. Uh, and also it stops some negative patterns occurring because when you're on your own this thing starts writing horror stories because it's bored You've got a lot of power up here in your head but it, when you're on your own and you're not really entertaining it it's it starts to entertain itself and what it does is it writes fictional narratives that would give stephen king a run for his money starts catastrophizing, starts saying, you know, this could happen and that could happen. And, oh, why, why are you on your own? Why are you lonely? Why, why have you not got so many friends? You know, it starts getting kind of negative. 
And this is where the evil clown that is alcohol addiction jumps up and says, hey, hey, you don't need to listen to this. You don't need to listen to this horrible nonsense. Just drink some of me and, and the bad stuff goes away. And so I think that's the primary reason why S in this case is because that voice in your head is making noises when you're on your own. And those noises could be genuine or they could be fake. So maybe there is something missing from your life and you just don't want to deal with it or you've never really considered it. But it, without knowing you, without talking to you, I don't know which way this is going to go. But it could be that that voice in your head is, is pushing you to change something, to do something that you've always aspired to do. Because it could be that you have a vacuum inside you because you've not kind of fulfilled your reason for being here. You've not, you're not living your purpose. That could be it. Or it could be just your over-creative mind creating horror stories. Either way, alcohol offers itself as a solution to you. Of course, we know that it isn't. So how do you deal with this? Well, knowledge is power. Is the, is the first thing I would say to you. You've, if you understand why something's happening, it takes the power out of it. And this is why I always make that you know magic trick illusion. You can go and watch a magic trick and be blown away by it. You can go, wow, magic. But if they show you how the trick was done, you can watch the trick again. You can still be impressed by it, but you can never call it magic again. Because it's not. You know how it's done. It's a piece of theater. There was a trapdoor, there was a wire, the woman was already there, whatever. You know how it was done. So you can never, ever, ever, as long as you live, watch that trick performed again and be fooled by it. And that's kind of how I approach alcohol, is that once you know why you're getting that craving, and that's for you to identify, by the way, yes. Is there something missing in your life? Is there some past trauma you've not dealt with? Is there something hurting you that you're pushing away and you don't want to deal with? Well, if you know the answer to that, then go and get some therapy to deal with it. If you don't know the answer, you can do timeline therapy to try and dig around a little bit and find something. Or is it just that you're not entertaining and engaging that powerful machine that you have in your head? When you work out which one of those it is, you can deal with it. But in the meantime, when you're on your own and you get that craving to drink, instead of responding as the clown is suggesting by pouring a drink, stop, break the pattern and go, okay, I've got a craving to drink. Why? Where's it coming from? And, and just examine it, deal with it. And ask yourself the question, is alcohol really the answer to the problem that I'm currently facing? And I know the answer is no. And it sounds like that's a nothing solution. But breaking the pattern and having the knowledge of what's going on is extremely powerful. Because patterns are what, you know, dictate our lives. You know, chances are you drive the same way home every day from work. You don't mix it up and do a different route. You know, you go into that almost zombie state, don't you? That hypnosis state where you drive home from work, you don't even remember the journey. Why? Because that's what you do every day. You don't need to think about it a lot. Same with alcohol. You're on your own. You get that craving to drink. What do you do? You drink. Automatic processes are happening. When you stop them, interfere with them, and examine them, you weaken them. 
So that's kind of my advice in that area. Um, I'd love to hear your comments below as to which camp you think you sit in. Are you drinking on your own to cover something up that's haunting you? A sensation of loss, a sensation of guilt, trauma from the past, dissatisfaction with your relationship, or do you not know where it's coming from? You just know that you feel anxious and uncomfortable and depressed and worried when you're on your own and alcohol pops up and offers a solution. So in the comments below, I'd love to hear where you are in that little uh, scenario, and I hope that helps. Thanks so much for being here today. Don't forget, if you are worried about your drinking, go to the website right now, stopdrinkingexpert.com, and sign up for today's free quit drinking webinar.